Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gamecocks Talk with Captain Will. I am your man, Captain Will. Make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you subscribe to Gamecocks Talk with Captain Will so I continue to bring you that gospel of Gamecocks every single day. Every single day, y'all. Every single day, sometimes twice a day. Sometimes twice a day. When I find something that I don't want to talk about and talk to the folks, talk to the fam, talk to the lieutenants, this is what I do. So we're going to talk about some 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 stuff that's going on in the transfer portal. A um, little bit of this, a little bit of that. Is Miriam Dada, is she a possible replacement? Is she a possible replacement for our beloved Camila Cardoza? Is she a piece that can fill the hole that was left at the, the center position for the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. If that is the case, we have to talk about it because you are now rocking with the best. And since you're rocking with the best, come rock with your man, Captain Will. We got a good one today, y'all. We have a good one today, y'all. And we're going to talk about a young lady from Arkansas. You know, she, she entered the transfer portal six days ago. I wasn't going to talk about it. I was not going to talk about it, but I get, I'm getting questions, so I'm going to address it. So the six foot four, uh, uh, forward slash center from Arkansas was the 13th ranked player in the 2021 recruiting cycle. Now the 2021 recruiting cycle is is very dear to me. It's very dear to me because that recruiting cycle had multiple gamecocks to commit to uh, South Carolina, multiple high school players to commit to South Carolina. So you have number two ranked Raven Johnson. You had uh, number three ranked Sanaya, Fa uh, Sanaya uh, uh, Rivers. You had number four ranked Sanaya Fagan. You had 14th ranked Bree Hall. Well, Dada was 13th in that recruiting cycle. She was 13th, okay? In, 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 in high school, she was, you know, said to ha uh, have a uh, be an athletic, low post player, block shots, defend at the rim, runs the floor well, transition, all these things she could do. Very athletic. A lot of these accolades were given to our own Camila Cardoza. You see when Camila Cardoza run up and down the court. She runs like a gazelle. She is sprinting down the court. This young lady apparently has some of those same traits. Okay. If she is a shot blocker, that is something that uh, uh, this, this team is known for. We've led the, the college basketball scene and shot blocking for multiple years, multiple years. That doesn't change at all. You know, is almost like a plug and play, and yeah, South Carolina gonna lead the team, gonna lead the league in, in block shots. That's that's a given, right? That's a given. She has good size, six foot four. If she is as uh, a good as advertised, then she will be a, a a a nice piece for South Carolina. This past season, she averaged ten point six rebounds in about twenty nine minutes of play. 
started all 33 games. When she played against South Carolina, she had 19 points. 19 points against us. Okay? Now Arkansas got blown out. But that's not neither here nor there. Okay? But 10 points, 6 rebounds, 2 block shots, shooting 46% from the field, shooting about uh, 32% from 3. Okay? 46% from the field on 8 field goal attempts. 32% from 3. And she's shooting about 3 three-pointers per basketball game. She shoots 76% from the free throw line. She would immediately, if she was to join the South Carolina Gamecocks, she would immediately be one of our better free throw shooters. Okay? Shooting 32% from three is what it is. She can shoot some of them. And at 6'4", that would bring a dimension that we have not had from a player with that size. But here's the key thing. Here's the key thing. You have to play a certain way for head coach Don State. First off is defense first. Defense first gets you on the court in order to be a game cop and get substantial minutes. She was an average defensive player. Average. Her defensive rate was 92. 92. Now, some of that might stem from you know, Arkansas having the season that they were because not a lot of talent on that Arkansas team. But her, her defensive rating is what it was. Or is, yeah, is what it was. Or was what it was at 92.0. A 92.0 defensive rating for a player, especially going to South Carolina, ain't going to cut it. Ain't going to cut it. She was known for being a player who defends on the paint. Defends in the paint. She was known for that in high school. I don't know how that has translated uh, um, to the success in college for her. I don't know. She redshirted one year. This is a breakout season. This was a, this previous season was a breakout season and played for a subpar team. Arkansas wasn't good. They were not good by any stretch of the imagination. Is that a reflection on her? Is that a reflection on the coaching staff? Is that a reflection on the roster? Has she uh, uh, lived up to the 13th ranking in the uh, class of 2021? At this point, I would say no. Would that change if she joined the South Carolina Gamecocks and was giving a role, a specific role? You know, would she come into South Carolina and start? Is she better than uh, uh, Sonia Fagan? Is she better than Ashlyn Watkins? Is she better than, than the post players we have right now? Is she better than the incoming freshman, Adele Tack, a 6'5", of Texas, 28-ranked uh, player in the high school uh, uh, class of 2024? coming off a knee injury, is she better than her? I don't know if she's better than Adele Tack at this point. What I will say, this is what I will say. I don't think she's good enough to start for South Carolina. I don't think she's good enough to start for the South Carolina Gamecocks. I think there are better options at the center position for South Carolina. She is a good basketball player. She has good size of 6'4". But I don't think the talent level equates 
to coming in to the University of South Carolina and starting for us. No, let's not get too crazy over this now. Let's not go, go overboard. No. Would she provide depth at the center position? Yes. Especially with some uh, quote-unquote question marks, although Adele Tackett said that she ready to play. She's going to be ready to play. So it, 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 she can provide depth, but she ain't going to start. She ain't going to start for South Carolina. No. She's a former five-star recruit. Like I said, 13th rating in the country. But she's not going to start for South Carolina, not for what I've seen in Arkansas. You can't say that she's she's better than you, you definitely won't say that she's better than Ashley Watkins. Not at all. And it's not like it's a, a, a size difference. Ashley Watkins six foot three. She's six foot four. Hell, Joyce Edwards six foot three. Fagan six foot three. Is she better than Snipe Fagan? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think if you're gonna go, if you going to play a game, if we play the game next week. And the lineup is Ashton Watkins, Chloe Kitts, Bree Ball, Bree Ball, <laughs> Bree Ball. I was watching NBA, watching, talking about Bree Bill, Bree Hall, Tina Pow Pow, and Raven Johnson. Then you have uh, uh, Sonia Fagan playing both positions, the forward and the center. Joyce coming in. Adele Tack coming in. I don't, and then you, a possibility of Miriam, Miriam, then we can have the discussion. But if, if you think that she's going to come in and start, no. She's not coming to South Carolina and start. And then sit who? Sit who? Who's going to sit? Who's Coach Staley going to sit if she was to start? It is, it, it is uh, in all likelihood, we know who's going to start. We know who's going to get a bulk of the minutes. You're not going to start this young lady ahead of uh, Ashton Watkins at center. I'm already saying that I want Ashton Watkins at center. That's what I'm saying. That's what I wish. That's what I hope. Because I want Ashton Watkins and Chloe Kiss to start to play together. That's what I want. Okay? Now, if there's a scenario that Sonia Fagan starts at five, and then we have a Chloe Kitts or Ashton Watkins starting at four, but all of them getting around the same minutes. I am fine with that. But there's no way that she will unseat either one of those players. I don't see that whatsoever. Depth at the center position to help. To help Adele Tack as she recovered from an injury. But we're still going to have a Sakima Walker, okay? Sakima Walker's still going to be there. She's still going to provide something. She's six foot five. I don't think there's a likelihood that she's going to come over here. I don't see it. I hear people talking about it. I, people, I hear people discussing it. No, I don't see it. I've said before, and I'm not going to change what I'm saying. There's no one in the transfer portal that's, that would change the trajectory of South Carolina. 
There are a couple of players that will provide some depth. She is one of those players that will provide some depth in the post position. Provide depth for a team that is full of all-stars. I think she can go somewhere else and play a lot of minutes. I really do play a lot of minutes and, and, and potentially get better and better. But I don't think it's South Carolina. I don't think there's a... Um, if she coming in to start, that ain't happening. Because nothing ain't given. I think she got to prove defensively. She can shoot the ball. Make no mistake about it. She can shoot the ball. She has a nice jumper. She can shoot the three. But she got to get down and dirty. She got to get grimy. She got to get down and dirty and grimy in order to enter to the boom, boom room at the University of South Carolina. And that's in the post. Because I, I, I just think about practice. I just think about practice in regards to our players going against each other, all five-star recruits. So practices would be, would be the, the most challenging thing that she's ever had. Can you imagine going against Ashton Watkins, Chloe Kiss, uh, Sanaya Fagan, Joyce Elwes, Adele Tack, Sakima Walker in the post? That's like a battle word. That's old school WWF. She was the best. That's what you need in order to get better and better and better. I'm not sure what you're going to sign, but I just don't see it with South Carolina. And if she does, mm-mm. She ain't starting. She ain't starting. Not at all. But she's a good player. Make no mistake, she's a good player. But does she fit the role or, 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 or uh, the, uh, the talent level to, to actually... Uh, get uh, burn over the, the players that we have right now. And I say no. I say no. Y'all tell me how you feel. I say no. There was this cool uh, bracketology that came out. Bracketology that came out. And the bracketology, you know, I mean, um, Charlie Cream, he does a good job with it. I'm not going to lie. He does a good job with it. Sometimes he's on point. Sometimes he's not. But most of the time, he's on point. He's on point with his, his, uh, his 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 uh, predictions, I would say, and of course, South Carolina number one. Then that's that that is is the understatement of how good South Carolina. Is. So that's the, that's the first thing. So you know, the, the thing that we got to watch this season is the dismantling of the Pac-12 for one, and also you have conferences that are basically super leagues. And I say that super leagues because you have so many teams in these conferences. SEC. Now you got uh, uh, Texas and Oklahoma. So SEC got 16 teams in it. You got a Big Ten, you know, that has 18 teams. What the hell? Don't even sound right, do it. Soon the Big Ten going to have 20 teams. Southern Cal. Whole lot of conversation going about Southern Cal. And, and and where they're gonna go in in, in in this upcoming season with the moves they've had and the moves they made, which is great, wonderful for women's basketball. They are now in the Big Ten, and they immediately become the favorite in their conference. But that ain't it. That's not it. You got ACC. ACC got eighteen teams. There's a whole lot of teams now in the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Ten. You still got the Big Twelve running around. So the problem that we are going to see over the course of 
next season and years in the future, but particularly next season, is when these uh, conference championship uh, winners get these automatic bids. Okay? That's going to change. I'm letting you know right now. With these, it's it's already you can the writing is on the wall. It's gonna it's already going to change for 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 uh for football, but it's going to change for basketball as well. And here's why. So you're gonna have a team like a uh, a, a South Carolina in, in the uh, SEC who's you know win the conference and have an automatic bid. Got it. Automatic bid. And you have a lot of teams in the SEC who will be warranted to uh, go to the, the big dance. You got 18 teams in the Big Ten. 18 teams in the ACC. Okay? 18 of them. So so how, how are you going to decipher? How are you going to decipher with so many teams who gets into the tournament. I don't know. I don't know. Because the 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 uh the point of the tournament or one of the points in the tournament is to reward conference championships. Okay? So rewarding conference championships and and, and those teams go into the tournament and you fight it out and see who's the best of the best. Now, we all watch the tournament. We love March Madness. We love all these things. But how many times do you see a conference champion at a lower level, um, a lower level type conference be a sacrificial lamb for a number one or number two seed? Every time Carolina plays, we are beating somebody, some conference champion, by 60 or 70 points. So they've won their conference, but they have ultimately no chance. I would say a 99% chance of not going further or uh, out of the first round. Those just the facts. So is it better to reward uh, teams that play in these quote-unquote super uh, uh, conferences versus bringing in those smaller tier uh, schools who won their conference with no real chance of winning. Now, it's different in men's basketball. You see a whole lot of upsets in men's basketball. It's very rare. It's very rare in women's basketball where those early upsets happen. It really is. It's very rare. And I think more so is very rare for the women because our girls stay in school for four years, four or five years. For the men, you have the top level talent leaves after the first year. And then you have the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the uh, Yukons and now I can say Arkansas who builds their team via the one and done way. First, and then they're going against teams where they are uh, have a, a, a players that have played three, four, five years. So you see some upsets in that aspect. My my way of thinking is you reward 
uh, uh, overall talent in these tournaments. I think that makes the tournament better. When you reward those, because uh, how cool would it be if South Carolina number one seed playing a 16 seed who actually played for a Big Ten, a mid-level Big Ten school or a mid-level ACC uh, school versus playing, ain't no shade to anybody, before somebody come at me, versus playing a, a, uh, a, a um, Presbyterian or Charleston Southern or, or, or a Furman or any of these type teams where we know we, they have no legitimate chance of winning, especially when it's playing at home. I think it would, it would uh, increase the level of play in the tournament and will bring more eyeballs in to the tournament. I think this is going to be something that has going to have to be addressed. And I think there's going to have to be a lower tier. And, you know, you have the NIT. You have the NIT where uh, a lot of these mid-major, uh, or I should say super teams who don't make it, or super conferences upon, uh, uh, teams who don't make it into the tournament but go to the NIT, I think it will seem almost like a back in the day you had Division One and Division no, uh, 2A, or whatever it was called where there was a distinct line, distinct line. Because I would prefer a team like a Presbyterian, a team like a, a Charleston Southern, go to the NIT and win or have the, pot, or the chance of winning a tournament such as. It's cool to go to the tournament, but it ain't cool losing my 60, 70 points. That ain't cool. It's going to be some changes, just like it is in football, it's going to be some changes coming up. You got 18, 36. You literally have 36 plus, what, what 52? 52 teams between three conferences? It got to be some changes. It has to be some changes. Otherwise, it's going to be top schools that's left out. And, and we all know it is about the money. Cash rules everything around me. I'm telling you. And with the popularity of women's basketball at an all-time high, we they gonna find a way to get those top or 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 or, or uh, big big girl schools into this tournament. Trust and believe that. This concludes another episode of Game Cost Talk with Captain Will. I'm your man, Captain Will. Make sure you like it. Make sure you share. Make sure you subscribe to Game Cost Talk with Captain Will. You're not rocking with the best, y'all. You're not rocking with the best. And since you're rocking with the best, come rock with your man, Captain Will. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We all need to live better. We need to live better. We need to eat better. We need to work out more. I know I need to work out more. I know I need to eat better. Yeah, that just goes without saying. We need to go to the doctor more. We need to get our tests. We need all these different things in order for us to live a longer life. All right? But sometimes we need a little assistance. We need a little assistance. And, and there are some, some great products out there that assist in helping you live a longer and better life by bringing in, you know, various different nut nutrients and, and, and vitamins into your system. The product I'm talking about right now is called Live Good. Live Good is a amazing, amazing product that adds the nutrients to your life that you may or may not be getting. I tell you right now, I still eat like 
a nine-year-old. I still eat like a nine-year-old. I like chicken nuggets. I like hot dogs. I like burgers. I like fries. I like all those different things. But I know that I cannot do all those things all the time. Y'all need to check out Live Good. It's in the description bar below. Check it out. Give it a whirl because everybody needs to live 